Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Becky left the chat schedule for one fall feed. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are here tonight to talk about the Survivor Series 1992. Whoop, whoop. I see that that is one of your notes. You actually wrote it up uh, here on the whiteboard. Whoop, whoop. Um, excitement. <laughs> I was feeling excited. Excitement. I was feeling excited for a not that exciting pay-per-view. It was funny when we were talking about it. I think we both said, oh, I don't really remember all these matches. I'm really excited. And now I understand why I don't really remember them. <laughs> we got two good ones. And we got the rest of the card to run down. It was a Survivor Series, unlike any Survivor Series I can recall, basically because there weren't any Survivor Series of the traditional manner. One. There was one. Not the tradition. That wasn't traditional. Yeah, it was. There was one. There was one traditional Survivor Series match, and that's it. Oh, okay. Because I, I know the tag team match wasn't. No, no, the the double tag team match was. The four on four. The, it, wasn't. Um, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No. Now we're fighting on a podcast. No, because what happened in that match is if one person lost, the whole team lost. But that's not actually what happened. That is what... That, I'm telling you, it's what happened. Are you trying to say that... If one person from one of the established tag teams is eliminated, then the whole tag team is eliminated, but not the whole Survivor Series four-person team. So, like, if uh, Sags gets eliminated, then Nobbs is, by default, also eliminated, but we still have the natural disasters. That's what you're saying. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Because I understand that. I I just... So you're right. None of them are traditional. The year is 1992. In 1991, four men would fight four men. And when you'd eliminate one man, that man would go, quote unquote, hit the showers. In 1993 and beyond, the same thing would happen. But one time, the rules are, if you eliminate either member of a tag team, the whole tag team leaves. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. It's the fucking Survivor Series. The weird thing is, is that this is actually the first Survivor Series that has more than one non-Survivor Series style match. And basically all of them are non-Survivor Series style. So it like went from being like the first call, like few are like all Survivor Series style matches except for like the one um like championship match. Right. 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 And this Survivor Series just really went bananas. It has like a championship match. It has um a coffin match, which will later be known as casket matches. But at this time it's a coffin match. It'll have a nightstick match. It'll just have a weird thrown together tag team match. Like it's just not what we're used to in a Survivor series. And a lot of it is like trying to be exciting Cause it's different, but it's just not good. A lot of it. Some of it's pretty good. Some of it, you know. I'm going to go ahead and have to back you up there and say it is just not that good. It's um, like... Apparently, though, the thing on a pole match, I looked I looked that up, and we're... The thing on a pole? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> what, we're going a little out of order here uh, from our usual breakdown of these, but it was just so jarring after we watched it and then got in here and talk about it, just how weird it was. But the thing on a pole, so like a, you know, like a... 
some of the matches. You a know, the flag night, on a pole. Well, it's Knights on a pole, flag on a pole, then becomes ladder match. Like, all those kind of things. Like, those ideas for, like, putting stuff on a pole. Oh, like, I that had been even, around for a while. I never even associated that with a ladder match. It's all but, the yeah, same. Okay. It's all getting something from a pole. Like, that whole idea had been around for a while, but, like, you can tell it doesn't really work that well on TV, or at least not with these two guys. Like, this idea of, like, I'm going to get this nightstick and then use it. It's like, well, or you could just do extreme rules. I, you know what I mean? Like, what is the point of having this whole, like, thing to get this nightstick to be like, okay. I mean, you can't beat him without the nightstick. It's kind of ridiculous, but we um, digress. It was a lot. Yeah. And I think I watched it twice because I wanted to really make sure I soaked it all in because I feel like for some of it, I was really um, becoming a little distracted and not paying attention so i'm like i have to watch this again i feel like i wasn't into it but then i realized that there was a reason um that i was kind of a little distracted but we're starting off right where are we we are thanksgiving eve november 25th 1992 we are at the richfield township ohio's richfield coliseum apparently this is the third summer uh third survivor series to ever be taking place there and it's only like the fourth or fifth so yeah so they must always circle back circle back in that area yeah but we are there about eighteen thousand in attendance yes we again can't really comment too much on the validity of the idea of getting a survivor series here because we didn't really get a survivor series what we got was uh what we got is basically an in your house um, just like two years too early, right? It's like, here's some things. We're going to give you some things. Maybe There's you like some match. things, maybe you don't. There's two matches that like smell a little bit like Survivor Series type matches. Like one is like a thrown together group of, of people and the other one is a four on four where it's like, yeah. Anyway. No. Um, so the dark match, we have a dark match. We do. So we don't see it. Correct. It's Repo Man versus Crush. It happened. I think Crush won. He did. Okay. The end. <laughs> Are you sad that you didn't see your, your boy in action? You know... Repo. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. I wish you would. I would have liked to have seen this match. It couldn't have been worse than some of the other matches that we saw. True. You know what I mean? Uh, what's the worst that could have happened? It could have been better than the Tatanka-Rick Martel match. They were just, um, well, the thing about that is they've been working this feud now for well, let's, let's, 84 years. Let, let's, <laughs> like, let's announce the card, then we'll go back and review each match. Sound good? Sure. So, the next match that we had was the Head Shrinkers, Samu and Fatu, versus High Energy. Was there a parrot, Jen? No. Unfortunately, there was no parrot. Strike one right there. Then we had Big Boss Man against Nails in the Nightstick on a Pole match. <sighs> Tatanka, Rick Martel, just straight singles match. Randy Savage and Mr. Perfect against Ric Flair and Razor Ramon. Okay. Tag team match. Okay, 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 okay. We had a Yokozuna versus Virgil <laughs> singles match, who, as I told you, Virgil's had a hell of a week. Uh, natural Disasters and the Nasty Boys against Money Inc., and the Beverly Boys, boys in a four-on-four Beverly Survivor Brothers? Series. Beverly Brothers. Survivor <laughs> Series tag team elimination match. Mm. Then we had the Undertaker Kamala in a coffin match. And finally, we had Bret Hart, the WWF champion, and Shawn Michaels, WWF intercontinental champion, 
only fighting for one belt. Champ on champ. The heavyweight championship. So that was our card. They didn't call it that back then, though, did they? No, no, no. It was just like, this is... I just was. I don't know. (laughs) No, because I I think at some point they just... I I think it is the World Heavyweight Championship. I think that's what they call it. Because most of the people have it are big. You know, at least in the, earlier, no in the earlier parts. So I, I think that's, it's probably called the World Heavyweight Championship. I will say that's one cool thing about the Survivor Series is that the main event is not only two guys that have not been main players years past, but also are not, I mean, they will become two of the biggest guys. So that's kind of cool. But also they're smaller. You know, you're not mm-hmm. seeing like, Hulk Hogan and Undertaker, who are two huge guys. You're seeing two, like, you know, smaller guys. Like, kind of, like, attainable-looking people. Like, not really. But you know what I mean? Like, they're just... Yeah. What, like, six and six feet tall, six one, whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho. Hmm. That's strange. You're strange. Yes. Um... <laughs> No, I we, just... We, I was we, reading this, this, like, chart wrong about the eliminations for the, uh... For the Survivor Series match, I read it wrong. So I was like, oh, that's strange. But mm. I was also looking at the times for the matches, which is the, what's the, what's the top three match length? The the three longest? Uh-huh. I would guess, um, which I don't have the times here on my notes. I would guess the main event, the mm-hmm. title match. I would guess the, um... The Ric Flair, Razor Ramon, Mr. Perfect Macho Man, mm-hmm. John, and then I feel like the Rick Martel Tatanka match was long. I'm gonna tell you, you are wrong with it being that one, but you are 100 percent right, which is why I saw it. So the night it was the night of we were just talking about. Oh, okay. But. The Rick Martel Tatanka match was 11 minutes. <laughs> the Natty D's match was 15:50, and that had eight oh. people. I'm not gonna lie, but. It, I just glazed over with all, and I really tried. I really, oh, I, I tried because I'm like, this is our podcast. I need to really pay attention. Oh, it was hard. I was just looking at some of the time here. I was like, man. So I don't feel too bad about being. So the other two were right though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything else was right, and you were on the right track. If you really would have thought about it, you'd be like, ah, but you were right. I was like, wow, eleven minutes. That that just didn't. That, that was a long eleven minutes. This was a long pay per view. Um, that first match, Head Shrinkers versus High Energy. Hi. I think what I took the most from this match, I mean, I looked at you and said, why couldn't this just be a Survivor Series match? Like, why couldn't we just put them with, you know... And again, we're not, like, making cards. No, let's let's just do do it. Let's just make this card. It's fine. But, like, you could have literally... I mean, you could have just taken this, added Crush and Repo Man. There probably have been two other people. I mean, it doesn't even matter. Tatanka and Rick Martell. Put them all together in a Survivor Series. Right. Just put them all together. Owen, the high energy with Tatanka and know, Crush man. versus Repo Man with the Head Shrinkers. Maybe and you want to throw like, Bob Backlund in there. Maybe He's coming. You, that's what I'm saying. Maybe Bam Bam. There's all these people coming. Right. Marty Janetti. Anybody. He's back. Yeah, because like I, you could I throw these guys year, in there. I feel and like yeah. next year they literally have Marty Janetti in like a, in like a Survivor Series match. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you just well, like, next year is that wild one with the knights and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with the hearts. Yeah, oh my that God. one's gonna be so much fun. I can't wait. But anyway, here we are. We're in '92. We're here. So yeah. you know, I mean, this match happened. Um, 
the head shrinkers won. They smoked them. And they, it, this is really an invitation they did. for you to remember that the head shrinkers exist. Did you know that Afa, mm-hmm. who is eating like a chicken bone or something, a chicken wing situation? I'm um, going to go ahead and tell you that um, you're wrong. It's definitely a turkey. Okay, so he's eating a turkey. Because it's the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm like, I'm like some you're wrong, because it's definitely a turkey. Um, No, he's Samu's dad. Afa is Samu's dad. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Samu and Fatu, who obviously we all know is Rikishi, are cousins. Mm-hmm. That is a little bit of uh, it's a little fun fact I had for you, if you didn't know. I, I do know, because they're kind of a big thing right now. Oh, so I shouldn't have said that because now I sound silly. No, it's no, okay. No. I'll cut it. I'll just cut it right the fuck out. No, you got you got to keep it. No, I'm um, I'm kidding. Just because obviously you're also kidding, so we're going back and forth with this like extra layer <laughs> of sarcasm. I learned from this match is a high energy's outfits are just guys. High and like, energy. It's been this way for a while, but these outfits need to change. It's just the suspenders and the baggy 100%. pants. It's it's a lot. Um. Also, aside from maneuvers and chops, Vince does know what drop kicks are. Because he does mention what a drop kick multiple times. Because Owen Hart, king of drop kicks. It's true. This is what it is. Uh, yeah. And he knows suplexes. So that's, that's all we need to know. He knows suplexes, he knows drop kicks, he knows maneuvers. Did you take anything else from this match? Um, no. And I'm gonna leave it right there. I also didn't. <laughs> On a uh, one, I love I love watching Owen Hart. One to ten, two categories. Mm-hmm. Overall match is number one and number two. Just just how well everybody did in the match, right? So so I don't I, understand this. I, I'll give my first. So like, I think the head shrinkers were fun for who they are, and I think Owen did great. I think Coco does the Coco things. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bad put together combination. So I think everybody did well. It, I just don't think it was a good match. So I'm going to give the match like like a like a four, right? You also don't, I don't hate it. You also, like at this point, hate don't it. care about any of these characters. Exactly. You don't know anything about but them. But you can see, it was like a decent, like I'm saying, it was good after everybody. Everybody put on a good show. Absolutely. Right? I enjoyed the show. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, they're all fun to watch, but it was like, do you... Do these guys have any beef? Do you give a shit exactly. about There's what's no happening? I do There's not nothing. care. Right. I do not care. That's the, the, I'll give it a five. Um, I like it more than other matches in this, but it's definitely not. So um, write, write that on the board. We got a four for this one. I just gave it a five, and you took my five and made it a four. I got a four, and you got a five on my card. Four and a five. I don't so, even know what that is. So what are we doing? Are we doing a, go, a 4.5 out of 10? Uh, yeah, we can give it a 4.5. Let's average our shit. Yeah. And so, and, and the, the, what doesn't count is just how we feel everybody before. I feel everybody... Everybody give us 7, 7.5. Seven everybody yeah, was great. Yeah, no, everybody was great. I enjoyed um, them, just I didn't enjoy any of this. And I'm not going to, like, rank each individual person. No. But, um, I'm saying how, ev- pretty- how it looked, it was enjoyable, but, I mean, it's not something I need to again. Now, I say that because the very next match... Boss man nails nightstick on a pole. Okay. Before this match happens, though. Okay. Sean Mooney is interviewing nails in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, what the fuck is this nails guy? I, what is I? Do 
do you remember Nails when you were a kid? Because I don't. I don't. I do, I do, I do not, not remember. No, because okay, he's either. gone after this, right? This is a this is a blip. Don't you think you'd be terrified of him? Yes. Yeah, me 100%. too. But I like just. But for wrong reasons. <laughs> I'd be terrified of him because I didn't feel like it was like I was part of a game anymore. No. It was like saw levels of like getting killed. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's like, like le- I'm like I'm in a game on a game on a game. Right, watching this, like he's gonna come through the TV and actually kill yeah. me. Well, he's gonna like, but also like not because it's so silly. You know what I mean? Yeah, he it warns. Was, it was he warns everybody. Um. So first of all, Sean Mooney warns the viewers to use discretion while watching 100%. the match. So it's I, gonna be very hard to watch. I discretion and it didn't work out well. And then Nails comes out and he's talking with his like voice that sounds like a voice box situation. And he's like looking. He sounds his voice he's like sweaty, and he's like looking up. Jen, under I'm looking his at my brow. notes, and Ugh. his voice. We literally said it sounded like Kane with a voice box. Yeah. That was his voice. That was his talking voice. Well, he's claiming to be innocent, and I'm gonna tell you something. I do not believe him. He's definitely not innocent. <laughs> no. And then there's another promo with Mean Gene and Biggie Bossface, and Bossman says he should be serving a life sentence for what he's done. He's like, I know. I've seen his files and I know what he's done. I can't, I can't say, which I mean, why not? I mean, this is right. public record, right? I mean, the guy's right. in jail. no big deal. I can it's look it up. Silly. I can Google it. I should be able to Google this. Um, he should be serving a life sentence. So anyway, that is your workup to this thing on a pole. And we're here. Charm. Nightstick on a pole. Mm-hmm. Boss man. Also, Nails doesn't have intro music. No. What is that? He's leaving tomorrow. The only person I can accept. He's leaving tomorrow. The only person I can accept. He's leaving tomorrow. The intro music is IRS. Because he's going to yell at everybody about taxes. Like, okay, but like. He's leaving. Well, he's leaving because he attacks the boss. Well, he does. He does. He loses to the big boss man. Mm. Well, the boss man presses X. And you just. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. In terms of a gimmick on a thing, I feel like if you get. A gimmick on a thing. Like if you get the gimmick, like the 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 the, the it, gimmick hanging from the thing. Yeah, like it should be over. The gimmick on like the thing it, in the sky. Instead of like, you know, again, like I'm trying to get a belt or whatever. Like it ends. Like isn't it that way? In we the suffered future? enough. Isn't that way? Isn't it that way? Like on the flag matches and stuff. Right, but like I was looking. There's all sorts of stuff. They, you know, they had a match in <laughs> in one of these wrestling promotions. I swear to you, Viagra on a pole match. Stop, please. I'm stop. serious. They had like in TNA wrestling at one time. They had like contracts there was like four contracts one to fight like the champion one to fight like an intercontinental champion like it's called the x title and then one to fight like the tag team champion and one of them was a pink slip well we just watched a pink slip match from like 99 or 2000 or something yeah but not like was... on a pole no oh was... yeah, yeah, yeah it was on a pole, pole. Was... holy shit it was damn yeah, it never... and then like it was with uh but, and then ended. yeah the rock and Mc... yeah you know what you're right and I know you know what right. it should have ended the point is it should end. My point is when he got the nightstick, it should have ended. I can do... Yes. The end. There should be no pin We don't need that. the gimmick. No, no, no. We don't... We, 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 we went through I the like whole the thing. I like the flag. I do like the flag. I match. want my five minutes and 45 seconds back. Like, I bought... I think, <sighs> truly... Yeah. This was the worst match of the evening. I can just say it right now. Didn't they put a fucking... Um... What's his name's like dog dead cooked dog on a pole? Wasn't that a thing? This was the worst that match was of so the evening. So upsetting in my life. Um, um, I give the performers their <laughs> effort. 
their effort a six. They they did try. They did try. And I do enjoy Bossman. He really always put on a really good show. Mm-hmm. Like he he did try. The problem is Yeah. No, no, it's not him. And it's, it's not absolute, necessarily nails. No, it is. It's the whole thing. It's it's the whole thing. It's sixty percent nails and forty percent this gimmick. This situation. Because the thing is, if they were better, this gimmick would work fine. Like, the gimmicks are silly. Like, gimmicks happen and they can... I mean, look at look at The Undertaker, right? Like, it, you can make some weird shit work, but it's just like... This, this match this had nothing to be desired. I give this and, match a 2 out of 10. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I will tell you, the crowd loves the big boss, man. Yeah. And because of that, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. I also enjoyed the little window, the little um, timestamp window... Bobby Heenan says, boss man's so stupid, he must have installed the smoke alarms at Windsor Castle. And then Vince goes, there are no smoke alarms at Windsor Castle. So I'm like, oh, there must have been a fire at Windsor Castle in 1992 around this time. Shocking. Time capsule. I know. Treasure for you. Um, <laughs> Treasure for you in this house. In this house. So you're giving it a two and I'm giving it a four. So that I'm makes giving it a the guys three. a six. They, they put on a, you know... But the whole thing you give is me, I, I'm, I will give Bossman a seven and I'll give Nails a three. Like, he sucks. I'm sorry. Well, I think... I, I hope he I doesn't... I how they work together. So I'll give it a six. But we're, we're, we're good. Two. Okay. So you're giving it a four, so we got a three is our rating. Three out of ten. Three out of ten. Which would be a 1.5 out of five. You know, depending what? on... It's a... It's a... Oh. A 1.5 out of five. I'm saying. I'm looking... Oh, I'm just giving it out of, out of fives. Yeah, I'm just looking at both. Just, that's all. Let's just not be silly here. We're not. People are doing four out of ten. Oh, three out of ten or four out of three ten? Out of three out ten. Okay, that's right. Okay. Our next match, unless we have a promo interlude, well, which we probably Pat, do. You know damn well that we have dong, a promo. Dong, dong, dong. Bum, bada, bum. Um, hold on, let me just write this three. Okay. We have a promo. Mean Gene is with your boys, Ric Flair and Razor Ramon. And they just kind of show the whole, like, backstory between Macho Man, not between, but, like, of of Macho Man picking Mr. Perfect as his new partner. Because, as we know, it was supposed to be Macho Man Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior left the company, probably because of steroids, but there are rumors that maybe he pieced out because he didn't like the trajectory of his character. So, whatever, the, the you know, the reason is, he left. Um... So now Macho Man needs a new partner. So he's picking Mr. Perfect. So they basically show him saying in an interview that he wanted to pick Mr. Perfect. And then they showed a primetime clip with Bobby Heenan and Mr. Perfect. Between Bobby Heenan and Mr. Perfect. And basically Heenan telling Perfect that like he can't go against Flair. And then Perfect's like, fuck you. I'm gonna go against Flair. And then... Bobby Heenan gets on his hands and knees and he basically begs him to not, like, turn his back on him. And he's like, I'll stay, I'll stay with you, whatever. And Mr. Perfect just dumps a whole pitcher of water. Whole pitcher of water, right? Right over Heenan's head. So, um, they show that. And then they show Ric Flair, um, basically freaking out about Mr. Perfect. And... Razor Ramon calls him Gene Mean, and they're wearing purple. Do you remember? What did you think of this promo? Do 
it really didn't do much for me. I'm not going to lie. Well, you needed some backstory. I enjoyed seeing the, the water down Heenan's shirt again. That was fun. Over I, his head. It's a mean, lot of water. I, yeah. But I mean, really. Yeah. It, I mean, we had seen all of it. We've talked about all of it. We, we've done it all. So then we get into our match, right? Now we're, now we're into our match. What match are we into? Rick Martel Tatanka. I know. Well, then why'd you ask? Because you didn't fucking say a word about this match. Because the promo wasn't about this match. Because this Nobody cares. sucked. <laughs> yeah. You know what sucks is it, that it would have been good at it would have been good at SummerSlam. I was there for it at SummerSlam, and now I'm like, you right? didn't even say anything about the fucking feathers. He's been calling him an Indian giver. He's been calling him every racist fucking trope for the past eight weeks. And we didn't say a fucking word about it. We just were like, nah, we're going to tell you about the next match. Okay. Okay. Makes sense, right? We're going to tell you about what's coming after this. And we're going to do an 11-minute match. Would have been great at SummerSlam. It's also like it sucks because both these guys are like entertaining. And it's just mm-hmm. like this match fell so short. And I'm like, Rick Martel is such a good worker. And like, man, I loved the Tonka when I was a kid. But this match... Nabby. This is actually why. This this match and the match that preceded it are the two matches where I looked at it and said, I need a scale for like how I feel people did the match versus how I felt about the match. Because I feel these guys did like an eight. They did great. I think they could have done better. Is no, that rude? A little bit better. They did better than I could do, of course. But the but... match sucked because it's got no juice. It doesn't make any sense. And they're two people that really aren't, don't, they don't work that well together. They both did good individually, but they didn't, they don't work that well together. Now, Frick Mortel... Martel's good. Had taken the IC title at some point in the past here. He had it, so now this is for an IC title. Tatanka has never been beaten, so that would really be cool and a cool promo and a cool angle. Just a thought. Instead, we have this. Sure. I like that Sean has the title. I feel like at this moment, he's ascending and rick martell is kind of descending so to me it makes more sense it doesn't make sense in the in the trajectory of these matches but like i just don't i i honestly i think if tatanka had the title that would have been cool yeah but, either or i mean but then tatanka would have been face against no well he's a heel too he could have gotten it from do you think i'm just muttering but saying could have got it from sean but do you think that like clearly there was supposed to be another championship match before like do you who do you think Bret Hart was supposed to go against or do you always think he was gonna that they were building he was so so from what I read he was supposed to go against Sean and the Bulldog was supposed to um, still have the IC title mm-hmm. yeah like, and go against the Mountie who also left so it was oh. kind of just like a big clusterfuck of like a bunch of different people just piecing out at the same time between Got the Bulldog it. and the Warrior and the Mountie um but yeah that's that's in my readings, that's what I found. So, I mean, kind of makes sense because they were already, like, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart were already kind of going to face each other before SummerSlam. Or they, they had that ladder, they were going to have the ladder match. Yeah, but that was for the IC title. It was for the IC title, but they kind of built that, they were building that feud, and then they pivoted because of the whole Wembley Stadium thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was supposed to be Bret and Shawn. And then, from what I understand... Sean was in the, on the path to get the IC title anyway. 
It right. just, you know, it wasn't... Just accelerated. It just wasn't... It was accelerated because uh, Bulldog left because he got fired because he did steroids, which is shocking. I wouldn't know that looking at him. But, but again, all of that little little sidecar trip to get back to Tatanka. Yeah. Rick, Rick Martel. Eagle Feathers. This was a match. There were lots of holds that they did on each other. Lots mm-hmm. of, like, holds. And um, both men sporting some wedgies. As weird as it sounds, if I didn't if I didn't pay a lot of money, like you know maybe twenty bucks or something, ten bucks, at like a fair, went to like a fair, and this would have ended up being like the main event, for a few more minutes I'd be like that's pretty cool, like a fair for like ten bucks, twenty bucks. Man, like this is like this would be awesome if it was on like an episode of Superstars. If I knew nothing about it, like nothing about it. And I'm just dropped in, like we kind of are, because we've just let this this feud go stale. It's not that bad of like a match, but it's it just was just bad. too long, and it was for every yeah. It was too yeah long. I'm saying if this is the best two people, it was you too have, long like, for fine, what it was. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's no stakes. The thing is, is that I cared about these eagle feathers until I didn't, and also this match just kind of sucked. It was two guys that could do a real good match and they just fell short this time and it is what it is. And plus so, who who knows with the The Tonka wins, he's still undefeated and that's that. With the information you just gave me, it's totally possible that uh this could have been something that could have been part of that Survivor Series match. If they would have had Bulldog around and the Mountie around, that's a whole well, other match than you could have made. They clearly, the match we uh we wanted. But they clearly didn't so that brings us to another interlude, Jen. As we clear out the ring. We got ourselves a promo. What do we got? We got a Sean Mooney with Macho Man and Mr. Perfect. And they are in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Macho Man wants you to know. He does not like Mr. Perfect. He doesn't trust Mr. Perfect. He doesn't. But he does have nice things to say about Mr. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And that is that he thinks he is an exceptional athlete, a great wrestler... And he's a person he wants to be his tag team partner. And he knows he that Mr. Perfect knows Ric Flair better than anybody. Um, and Razor Ramon, too. So he basically talks shit about Perfect before giving him compliments. And um, well, Let me ask you this, Jim. Yeah. How, how, do, how long have we known Razor Ramon? Since July, I think, is when the vignettes started. And how long has I think Scott Hall known Kurt Henning? Well, they were a tag team. When? A few years earlier, right? Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, they've known each other for a long time, and it's pretty interesting to see how all of this ended up playing out. Because this, you know, as, as we were building towards it, knew it was coming, knew Mr. Perfect was coming back in, it really feels almost like a an all-star game or something. Because it's, it's kind of like friends are helping friends out. Because this match really helps put Perfect over as a face. Right? Yeah. On behalf of his friends. Ric Flair, who he was working for as a quote-unquote executive consultant. As well as Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, who was his friend and tag team partner. Helped him get into the WWF, which is pretty cool. So I thought that little angle, that little outside the ring angle was pretty cool. That they knew each other, and this was one of those times where it actually, it was, you could tell everybody was trying to make perfect look good. Yeah, they were like tag team champions, um, in the AWA. So, like, 
Kurt Hennig brought Razor, mm-hmm. like brought Scott Hall into the WWE. That's why it's cool yeah, because yeah. when, so you, wa- when you watch cool. it with that backdrop, because they're the first two in the ring, I think. Yeah, and when yeah. you watch it with that backdrop, you really see. So knowing, that. yeah, knowing that it's so yeah, cool, and they cool. work so well together, and you can tell that they know. It, it's just so cool knowing that, and then when you see Perfect in the ring with Flair, it's like awesome because the crowd is just like, yeah, like these guys have been together, and now they're enemy. Like it's just cool, like. Um, this had all the things you would expect to see just, in, a ma- in a match with all four of these people, right? But there's really, okay. again, no juice because none of this makes any real sense, right? Here's the Macho Man, end stage WWF Macho Man career. Macho Man, who's half the time on the ground. And he's in a tag team with Mr. Perfect, who we didn't even know he was available to wrestle until two weeks ago, right? Because okay. he hadn't been around. Hadn't wrestled since SummerSlam 1991 at this point. So it's been over a year. And then we had... Because he's had, like, back problems. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's nothing wrong with that. No, I mean, then I'm we not... have this brand new guy, Razor Ramon, we don't know. And then we have Ric Flair. It's just... It's wild. It's wild. It's fun. It, it was... I think it's a fun match to rewatch just for knowing who the people are and to be like, I can't believe they're all in the ring at some point working together at that company. Yeah, like, I you know, feel like... Like, in, somehow the stars aligned in, for this one day. In my memory, before we started the rewatch, it would have been like, yeah, Macho Man and Ric Flair, they were together at the same time. And then, like, Mr. Perfect and Razor Ramon were together around the same time. But, like, they were all together at the same time. See, That's just how you in my, See, in my mind, again, having watched more, I knew that they were all in WCW together. Oh, yeah, but I'm talking about themselves later this. on. So, like, this was like, wait a minute, what is this? Because I, I knew that, you know, they were together during the Monday Night Wars, but I didn't know this. So, that's why it was really actually pretty cool. Yeah. Because it's just like, wow, look, here they are with those original first gimmicks, right? It's pretty fun. You know what sucks for Razor, though? What's that? Is that, like, everybody walks out to their music except Razor Ramon. Like, he walks out with Ric Flair to Ric Flair's music, and then, like... Macho walks out to his music and then kind of introduces Perfect, who then comes out to Perfect. His, yeah, I guess, his but... intro. I mean, it's not a big deal, but it was just a little noted. I... This was all about... This was all about Mr. Perfect. It was all about reminding people who he was, yeah. how great he was in the ring, and then he was uh, making a, com- a comeback, right? That's what this was about. This is the first time I've heard... Razor Ramon's finishing move called the Razor's Edge. And I don't know if it's the first time it was called the Razor's Edge. I'll have to do some research on that. But it's the first time that I clocked it. Yeah. They, they said, they kept saying reverse crucifix. That's what they kept saying. They kept saying. calling it a reverse or a crucifix. Yep. It's cru- like crucifix-like that. maneuver Yeah, whatever. that's what they kept saying on the few superstars. So yeah, I would say mm-hmm. it's the first time I heard it. But I mean. I have a question though. Yeah. Was this fair to flare? The way that this ended? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you it never is. Did you like this match? I liked it for what it was. I thought I, it was good. I really I will give this match a solid seven based on what it was. Right? So what it was for the nostalgia bone. To be like, wait a minute, this is the only time that this happens, right? That all these stars align right here in this company at this thing. And if you you know, if you enjoy wrestling, maybe you then went on to WCW and watched all of their antics. I did not. You have not seen that. So it's not something you've seen, their antics. So this is the only time maybe that you've seen these people together. I'll fire a peacock and watch it. 
Um, okay. Okay. I will tell you there's a reason one brand, one over the other. <laughs> I'll leave, leave I know. There. I've really, I've tried. Um, yeah. So that's why I've had seven. And I would say everybody worked for for their their age and life. Everybody worked a nine for their age and life. They yeah. all did good. I mean, Macho Man at this point is on the ground 90% of the time. And not well, like that's bumps. the thing about that's this what, match. That's what he's doing. Is that the know? beginning? I feel like is so much energy, and like you're seeing perfect in the ring, and he's on fire, and he's so good. Mister Perfect is honestly one of my favorite in ring wrestlers, hands down. Like he's so good. Um, and then when Macho Man comes in, he's just literally getting the shit kicked out yeah. of him for a long time. Like he's just on the ground, and I feel like that's kind of like the Macho Man way. Kind of what you used to see from Macho Man is he's just taking abuse and then he just comes up after it. He drops his elbow and he wins. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just being brutalized. And Mister Perfect at one point is like, "Yeah, boss him out," and he just starts walking. Yeah, he leaves him. Yeah, he starts. He's just kind of like, "I'm done with this shit," and he starts to go back. And then you can see his conscience take over, and he turns around and he goes back to the ring and, um, kind of like the cementing his face turn type thing you know like he's still perfect he's still mr perfect he's still not gonna be this like he is who he is he's very anti-heroish now he just immediately became like an anti-hero he's still mr perfect but he's not a dick but he's still a dick but not the dick but he's not a ham and egger no which Which is what Bobby Heenan would like you to think he is. Yeah, he's not. So we, I had to go down a rabbit hole of looking up what a ham and egger is. Tell the audience. I am, and they might know, and I don't know. Like these things are embarrassing to me because I'm like, are they like common knowledge? Like, should I know what a ham and egger is? Well, was would there be a wrestling? Let me ask you this: In 1992, can you access the World Wide Web? Well, in 1992, I'd have no idea what it is. That's sure. my... Well, well I'm, I'm saying, in 1992, you couldn't find it on the internet, so you didn't have any sort of message forms or anything. You didn't have email to email back and forth with somebody. So you can go to the library to find any sort of books they have about professional wrestling jargon and find out that Albert Smith the fourth <laughs> has had that book and not returned it. Fucking Albert. In two years. Uh-huh. Fucking Prince Albert out here keeping his fucking book. Okay? So we would not even be able to get it from the book. And then we'd have to have wrestling mags. How else would we know? So it's really an inside. I think well, it's really an inside. if your grandpa was a bare knuckle boxer mm. um, in, in the 50s, then... Or forties, maybe then they could tell you that a ham and egger is basically, uh, from what I understand, is basically like a jobber. Yeah. Yeah, you know, someone showing up to try and make enough money to like eat some. To get ham and eggs, a ham and egg sandwich. And eggs. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's it. But not like you know a star or someone who's oh, on their way up. to to any kind of stardom. Well, yeah. if you are the star, though, think about it too. Like if you are the star, and just every day you're beating the same person. That's pretty boring for everybody involved. So you need to get the star more people to beat. So this is just somebody showing up, doing a job, right? Keep it moving. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah, not So it got, like, messy at the end. There's, like, multiple refs. There's all kinds of, like... Uh, Razor, Ramon, Ric Flair were kind of, like, DQ'd. They got counted they, they out. They were. Yeah, yeah. They weren't kind they, of, like... No, they, they were. were. And then there's, like, a, a folding chair situation and... 
basically Mr. Perfect almost hits Macho Man with the chair, but then he doesn't, and then they become they become best friends. And uh, it's a celebration. Okay. And I enjoyed it. I also enjoyed it. I gave it a seven. What'd you give it? I'm going to give it an eight. So seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. Thought it was good. Um, I love Mr. Perfect. Super excited to see him back in the ring. So. And these guys, like I said, I would give them a nine for, for where they are in their career. I didn't. I'm very wait, liberal. Did, I'm liberal. Did we rate Tatanka and Rick Martell? I don't think we did. Yeah, Tatanka and Rick Martell. That that match happened. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah, same. I I mean I I think they both put in you know solid sevens eight performances like they put in good work but that none of it worked together so four. Same 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 same. Okay. Did we have another interlude? Oh, we sure did. And you know we did. Mean Gene in the locker room with a very incensed Ric Flair and Razor Ramon. Screaming, carrying on. Not good. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I recall that. I also know that from my from my earlier childhood memories, not even from the rewatches or anything, I also know that Ric Flair and Razor Ramon will not, they will not be seeking out. A rematch in the near future. They I don't just, think that they will. No. Razor Ramon is just going to escalate his climb to the IC. And uh, getting out of those ranks. So, I'm there for it. I don't think he really gets the IC for a while. No, no, no. But going yeah. to that, that top billing. You know, to going to that, that billing section. Because he's going to, I think, like, I think at the Royal Rumble, he faces, like, Bret Hart for the, like, the mm-hmm. championship. He does. So, like, he immediately gets, like, a shot. And then he's, like, in that upper level. Um, but then we had a singles match, which this match is really just to introduce those at home to someone we already know, Mr. Yokozuna. And yes, he, sir. And he goes against Mr. Virgil. Yeah. And I am going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. this match lasted three minutes and 34 seconds. I... I'm not going to talk about this match for more than 30 more seconds. So on the clock, ready, 30 seconds, go. So I enjoyed this match for Yokozuna doing Yokozuna things. I feel like Yokozuna makes being a huge man look effortless and it's wild Mm -hmm. and it looks very painful and he is very intimidating and scary more than anyone else. I give Yokozuna and his work an eight. I give this match a five. What do you do with a man that big? You can't body slam him. That's the commentary I heard. You can't body slam him. Or can you? Mm. I know one man who can. Um, yeah, so he was introduced from the Polynesian Islands. Isn't he normally introduced from Japan? Yeah, later. Yeah. I, think, I think he does. So I enjoy Japan. that he's introduced from, you know, more of where he's actually from. Um, you giving it? Yeah, I'm going to give it a five, too. I agree with everything you said. It's good because it's like one of, it's Yokozuna's first pay-per-view appearance. Mm -hmm. Um, It is jarring to see, to see a man that big and just think, wow, he was so small because you know how much bigger he's going to get. Um, He really can move. Like he's Mm -hmm. agile as fuck. At this point, he can really move around. That's it. Do we have another interlude? Hold on. I'm writing the thing. Um, 
Yeah, we got a promo in the locker room again from your boy Sean Mooney, Macho Man, and Mister mm-hmm. Perfect. Now you do see a chicken because he does call Bob. He does just throw not... salmonella around everywhere. Oh my God, Mister Perfect is throwing around raw turkeys. Was that like a Cornish hen that he was gonna like? He's no, just... it was a chicken. Bobby, Bobby the Brain he was a chicken. It was like so a tiny little... chicken though. I feel like it was like a Cornish hen. Because he had, he was just holding a large turkey. A turkey versus a chicken. Very uh, different in size. Well, it looked smaller to me, but maybe that's because Mr. Perfect is a very large man. I True. don't know. He's a big guy. He's probably like, what, 6'3", 6'4"? He's they big. were celebrating their win. And the only way men know how. Salmonella in a locker raw Ugh, poultry. And I didn't like it because I don't like raw poultry in the first place. This is currently, though, in the running Ugh. for the best promo, I would say, right? So far for the night? For the night. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. It's probably the best promo of, of the night. Um, that's, I can't even. I had nothing more in my notes except just salmonella. S- salmonella. It just, yeah. I wrote salmonella. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Someone definitely got it that day. We know it probably wasn't Macho Man because he had just beaten a case of what? Salmonella from the fucking Jake the Snake's Viper earlier this year. Well, that wasn't, that wasn't salmonella. That was like, I don't know. What is that? Like venom poisoning or whatever? I think he legit got salmonella. Oh, did he really? Maybe. Yes. Well, maybe. Well, supposedly that snake was uh, devenomed or whatever. I don't. Is Doesn't matter. But, he's, but he eats like raw fucking things. I'm I'm looking it up oh, right now. Oh, so maybe that's why. So his mouth yeah. has like raw shit in it. Oh, gross. Yeah, like I'm pretty positive that he yeah. got salmonella. I think because that's like that's what you get. Okay, I don't like any of it. No, I didn't like it either. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. Mm. So, as you look that up, um, the next match we have is the Beverly Brothers and Money, Inc. versus the Nasty Boys and the Natural Disasters. It's basically... Um, Yeah, it's like the anti-Jimmy Hearts, or the ex-Jimmy Hearts versus the current Hearts, plus, of course, the Bradley Brothers are not managed by Jimmy Hart, but, yeah. So, as you said, that match is not a typical Survivor Series match. It's one where if somebody from one of the tag teams gets eliminated, the other person does too. I think they probably had to do that just to cut time, maybe. I guess. I mean, explain to me how it makes any sense, though. Um, I just, I still, I'm asking Because they're trying to cut friends. time. Like, I think maybe they're just like, well, this match would take forever. And because we have so many matches on this card and none of them are actually Survivor Series styled matches. I don't know. I, I mean, partly it's kind of cool that they're trying to do all this new stuff. But also, like, I don't know, man. I don't like it. That's what I know. The I last like, Survivor Series. I don't, I don't like series. it for a goddamn second. I thought it was terrible because the whole point of watching the Survivor Series, which I think is the least, my least favorite of the big four, is that you at least get these matches where you have people that are, you know, settling feuds or continuing feuds or whatever against each other in a four on four elimination match. So you're like, oh, okay, look, here's some of my favorite people. Like, here's Bret Hart. Here's Rick Flair. Here's all these guys I like. 
they're all on different teams, so then they'll be around for a while wrestling tonight, right? Yeah. And then it's just like, nah, fuck you. And you're like, okay. Whoa. That's what they did. I mean... I mean, you're saying they didn't? I guess. It's just... I don't know, man. Will you have anything to say about this match? I do not. I have really <laughs> nothing to say because this match is was fucking silly. This tag team elimination situation. It was silly. So I think my biggest problem with it, and I know I've said it before, is that I just don't buy the Nasty Boys or the Natural Disasters, but mainly the Nasty Boys as faces. Like, I no. just don't like it. And that's a personal opinion. Um, I just, it's just hard for me to get behind them, you know? Yeah, I mean... I'm going to be rooting for Money, Inc. no matter what. I love Ted DiBiase. You love IRS. Yes. I love Ted DiBiase. Yeah, but... So... Yeah, I, I just... And they have the title. Like, I just, I don't understand who... You know, I'm supposed to... Like, I know I'm supposed to root for, but yeah, I also really don't care. Yeah, no, I'm going to root for Money, Inc. Like, I like I like them and I like the heels. But yeah, you're supposed to root for the natties and the nasties. But, um, yeah, so the Beverly Brothers get eliminated first. And then it's basically Money, Inc. versus all four guys. And then IRS eliminated Ty. He pinned Typhoon and eliminated him. Mm-hmm. And while he's celebrating... Sags pinned him and then quickly won. He did a, a, a quick sneaky, a sneaky sneaky, and he fucking won. So that's how that happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, boom. Not it's great. A good, it's a good way to see some people win over the champs without it being the kind of situation where the championship is on the line, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not even sure if this is going to happen or not, but it seems like it would really set, it would set the tone to really have a, a further rivalry between the Nasty Boys and Money Inc. But who knows? We'll find out soon enough. Who cares? That's it. <laughs> That's that the thing. Is that rude? I don't know. Maybe. Um, I'm going to go I'm ahead. I'm sure a lot of you do. I'm going to go ahead and rate this. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I, you can tell by my engagement in this conversation. I know how it's much great. I, I feel like I'm talking to the wall here. Because then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna update here about what, what everyone okay. cares about the most. Great. I'm gonna rate this match. I'm looking at my board. I'm gonna give it a six. Because it has people that I like doing things that I like them doing. Right. You know, earthquake typhoon. They do the earthquake typhoon things, but now they're beatable, which is actually interesting. Obviously, we have Yokozuna in our midst, so you know. There are other men that are bigger than other men. So I'm going to give it a six. I feel like they worked They worked as a nine. They all did their gimmicks. And none of their gimmicks worked in this format. I'm going to give it a five. Cause... Okay. So it's 5.5. Update. Salmonella can be spread by their direct or indirect contact with amphibians. E.g. frogs, reptiles, e.g. turtles, lizards, or snakes, or their droppings. Oh, wow. Macho Man was hospitalized after that snake bite, if you recall, with 104 fever. So it's not, I can't necessarily put the two of them together, but I think somewhere I read that he got salmonella, and you definitely can get salmonella from a snake. So we can deduce that it's very possible that he got Very possible. So he's immune, my point is he has beaten salmonella already, and so once he beats something, he can never get hurt by it again. you have, wait, what? If you have salmonella, 
that's the Macho Man. That's the rules oh. of Macho Man. So that's not the rules for normal people. No. Like, no. you could get salmonella more than mm-hmm. once as a human, as long as you're not Macho mm-hmm. Man. Okay. The only, only thing that macho. can kill him, unfortunately, is a heart attack. I got you. And a car crash together. Oh, yeah. So, do we have another interlude? Do we have an interlude? Well, we got a little glimpse of the superstar hotline. Can you please pick up the phone and call your favorite superstar, Macho Man, Mr. Perfect, Tatanka? They're there. And this is starting, and I love this shit so much. I love these hotlines. I love the, the, the dial of superstar shit. I love it. I love it. I'm so, I'm ready to just dive into this. Yes, here it is. It's starting. The telephone for the boys. <sighs> Let's hear it for the boys. Boom. A- anything other than the telephone? No, I'm just dancing. So now we're going to have The Undertaker versus Kamala. So all this wrestling, all these things you were doing, now there's a coffin and an Undertaker (laughs) and a very, very tried and terrible African uh, Zulu trope Mm. all together. Did you see the fan? Dressed as Paul Bearer? Yes. (laughs) Listen, if you're going to watch a Survivor Series, please, I urge you, there's two matches that matter. Mm-hmm. It's Mr. Perfect and Macho Man versus Ric Flair and Razor Ramon. That match, watch it. Watch the headliner. And watch just the beginning of this match. Just to see this guy dressed as Paul Bearer. Because it is so good. He has an urn. He has a makeup. He's, it's great. I love it. He's a Paul Bearer fan. So and good. I'm here for it. Um, yeah, this match, I'm just going to run through. This is a five and a half minute match. And I'm going to tell you right now. It somehow felt longer. That it felt like an eternity. (laughs) The main thing that I take away from all of this is, uh, like, like, uh, I'm a nerd, obviously. I, I like this. I enjoy this stuff. But you just get such wild, like. Star Wars prequel energy, such wild, like, the stuff that maybe happened before the Game of Thrones energy, before we get to all the good stuff with all this, because, like, yeah, like, the point of a coffin match is you put the guy in, and then you have to, like, shut him in, not like you pin him, and then he rolls in there complicitly, right? Like, you're, you're, tr- like, they're trying to fight to get out, like, you're trying, he's trying to fight. get you in, there was no fight. He just rolled, it just rolled him right, right the in fuck there. in. <laughs> Boom, boom. I'm like, uh, okay, this is like defeat. So just you know there's him. something here, right? But then the nailing of him is too much. That's too much. Slowly nailed him in. Yeah, it was just like, too much. Too I like to, you're right. I like to see a struggle. There's like, a I know, struggle. I like to see other people coming out to help. Remember when like 12 what, people come out to get the Undertaker in? Oh, was that a Royal Rumble? I don't know. I think it might have been a Rumble. There's, yeah, yeah, that pay-per-view where everybody's running out and they're To get the Undertaker the, in? Yes. Like that's, yeah. Coffin. Instead, we're just like, this is going to be absolutely morbid. But this is the first of a series of casket matches, because now it's a coffin match, but they turn into casket matches. So this sucks, and I don't know why they continue doing it, but they do, and it's probably good, because then they be- it becomes like the casket match situation. Yeah, well, it probably ends when Sean breaks his back. Oh. That's probably when it ends. I, I don't I- remember seeing one after that, do you? Uh, not yet that I know of, no. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But- maybe. Yeah, maybe into the mid to that, but I don't he think so. Fucked up his back, maybe. Yeah, but. But I mean, I, ugh, to say that though, he landed on that casket 
wrong. Like, you could land... I mean, they, they just throw each other on tables all the time. Like, Dude, I'm just not asking see... you to, like, analyze that and to be like, get rid of the match. The match never should have existed. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> this is ridiculously stupid. What are you even saying? You're like, why did we get rid of this stupid thing? Like, no, it's stupid to put another human being into a casket. That's stupid. <laughs> that's stupid. Unless they're dead, that's stupid, Jen. You're like, nah, it's cool. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's a bad gimmick that just happened to carry on until someone broke their back on the oh, wooden no. box that we have there for no real reason. Like, it's dumb. Come what on. are you rating this dumpster fire? Uh, five. I'm giving it a, a three. Okay. I think everybody performed. I think I think they did as well as they, they could do with I enjoyed, what they I enjoyed the walkout. The performance is six. Okay. Or six or seven. This is, again... A four? Is it getting a four now? Four is fine. Alright. Do we have a final interlude? Yeah, we we had two. Hold on, I gotta write this. Oh, no. I'm ruining the board, guys. Fold. Fee-fi-fold. <sighs> okay, so we get now... We go to the locker room. We get... A Sean on Sean promo. So we get Sean Mooney interviewing Shawn Michaels. No sensational Sherry. Sherry's not there. And Sean Mooney brings this up, right? Um, my <laughs> my notes say Sean's gonna Sean. So basically he said Sherry's not there because you pulled her in the way of her mirror, and Sean said, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. But I am gonna leave here as a champ. Then you cut to, to another promo with Bret Hart with Mean Gene, and Bret's gonna Bret, you know? He. 100%. He's excellent. You know, he talks about Sean being good, but he's better and he's the excellence, and he's worked for eight and a half years to get to where he is, and he's clawed his way to the top, and he, he Bret's all over. He does Bret's all over the place. And then we get the match. And then we get. One of the only two reasons to watch the Survivor Series. It, but it's also not even like a reason to watch. It's literally, if you want to watch this, it's because you liked something that you saw later and you just wanted to see where it started. That's the only reason. You're like, oh, I like Razor. Oh, I didn't know Razor was with Flair. Oh, look at that. Okay. Nostalgia bomb. It's the only reason why you're watching this. This happens though. to be their first. That match was fun. And match this like this on a pay per view. I will right? buck back though and say I think this match is actually really good. Well, I mean, if you believe that Montreal's a work, this helps set some of the framework for well, five years from now at a Survivor Series. Whatever. I'm not trying taken. to talk about that right now. I'm not trying to talk about because that right the now. Rabbit either. holes that I can go down and I'm that just... I have gone down about whether or not that's a work is nothing to do with. Ohio in 92. I'm just saying five years later, right, at a Survivor Series, they end this feud. This feud started here. It ends five years later. They, As far as I know, they don't ever get back in the ring against each other. So no, what I don't. They do get in the ring and make up. But they never go against each other again. I don't think so, no. This is the first of a series of awesome, great rivalry. They great are feud, awesome in awesome the ring matches. together. They're really good. Some of the iconic um, matches, right? I'm not going to... I don't know. There's not much to say about how, like, I just really feel like they put on a good match together. And it's kind of like, I'm sure at the time, like, this Survivor Series got really bad numbers. Like, a lot of people did not order it. And I think it's because, like, this is the... 
turning headlining point. event. Yeah, and like yeah. people that were watching this for Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and you know all these guys that are now gone. Jake the Snake, Roddy Piper, they're all gone. Wait, wait, or maybe someone that wanted to watch Survivor Series. Wanted to watch Jim Duggan Maybe. and four other people. Maybe. Jim Duggan, Sergeant Slaughter, had like two and other the people. Ver- yeah, the Bushwhackers <laughs> versus like two, like like the Iron Cheek and like three other people. Like we just want to see all of the, all of the. None hits. of those guys are here. Nothing. None of them are here. You didn't and, have a single actual Survivor Series um, match. Like for people like us that grew up in in the nineties, really, that were like these are our oh, guys. These are our guys. So we like that. Like I like this. But I can't, I, I can't imagine if you loved wrestling in the 80s, then this is going to be so disappointing, right? Like, this is your headlining event. It's Shawn Michaels, who was basically half of the Rockers, right? And your new yep. champ, Bret Hart, who was half of the Hart Foundation, that you're like, wow, that was a real quick transition from IC champ to main champ. And not that it's not undeserved. It's 100% deserved by him, but, like... Jen, this hasn't even been a year. Hasn't even been a year. Started in January. No. Started when we picked up. Yeah. He had just started coming out alone. Yeah. So, I mean, it's you really... Mean, yeah. Bret Hart. Yeah. Well, no. Bret Hart was already coming out alone. Because he won the IC strap at SummerSlam in 91. So, he was already alone. But oh, Sean just started in January. Okay. When he threw Marty. Ja- there you go. That's right. Yeah. Um, but still. Like one of them. Still. Um... But well, this we, is a good match, and they uh, really back think... Up, back up, back up, What? 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 You said when he threw Marty through the... Marty jumped through an act of cowardice. Yeah, that's right. Never forget. He was a ca- very cowardly Never act. Never forget. <laughs> so, how did you like the match? I think I just told you that I love this match. I thought it was really good. Watched it twice. Liked it better the second time. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good match. Lots of back and forth. They really struggle for control. They work really well together. Um... Brett's really technical and really good at being really technical and Sean's really quick and I feel like together they bring out the best in each other. Um at one, <laughs> at one point Heenan mentions how they're both just in really good shape, right? Mhm. Ike bro. And Vince of course, it's because of Ike bro. That's why they're <laughs> in such great condition, of course. For everybody that loves somebody. Um, or your body or everybody. You see all their signature moves. You see the uh, side Russian leg sweep. You see the super kick, which isn't sweet chin music yet, but it will be. Um, they both drop their finisher because Sean does his, I guess it's called a, a teardrop suplex. His like back suplex that he did, which is just not a great finisher. But it was his finisher at the time. Um and the way it ended was cool. Like, he went to do a drop kick off, like, the top rope at Bret Hart. Bret Hart grabbed his feet and just threw him into a sharpshooter. So it was just a really cool ending. Um, and it was Sean's first main event in a pay-per-view. So that's what I got to say about that. It was a good match. How did you feel about it? I uh, enjoyed the match. I feel... I will always feel that these are my two of my favorite uh, in-ring guys to like to have them go against someone that is like my favorite so what i mean is like you know bret hart versus stone cold right awesome match like i loved razor ramon i'm like right now like we all did so it's like the latter match right sean and razor like these guys just work so well with some of like my favorite people that like work 
So it's it's just really cool how that kind of works. These these guys are the new generation. They put it all together. Sean against a big guy gets destroyed like when like in the hell hell in the cell against the Undertaker. Like it just it's so much fun. So I really do enjoy um, both of them. Right. And unfortunately, sometimes when they get together, it's a little bit different because they they don't. I I honestly don't care who wins. As weird as that sounds, I just I, I enjoy the ride. They put on a good but ride. You, but I'm sure you cared when you were a kid. I really so like now I want Bret Hart to win, but then after Sean wins, it's kind of like it doesn't really matter because then you want the good guy to like overcome the bad guy. But if he doesn't, then the good guy still has like a, a hill to go up. So and, you still like so and, it's they're both so good at playing their roles. Unless you love to love a heel. That's true. Then you always want the heel to win. And I like when heels win. But like at this time, like I would say in 92 and this, I don't think I saw the Survivor Series back then. I know I saw and had the Royal Rumble on VHS tape. Oh yeah. And I rewatched it 47 the times. The Rumble is about the to come The 93 one. Yeah. yeah. But this I don't remember. Um, I think at the time I would have rooted for Bret Hart. Bret Hart, when I was younger, was my favorite and then at some point it switched and Shawn Michaels became my favorite. Um, but Jen, I'm going to stop you right there but, for one sec. Yeah. One, one sec. At SummerSlam. So, you know, SummerSlam happens in August. The one in 92? Yeah. At SummerSlam 92 in August. At Wembley's? Right. Yes. This is now November. So, like, you're, you're a little Jen. I'm a little Pat. Like, I go to school. Maybe I catch these things on Saturdays, right? There's only been one pay-per-view in between. Macho Man Randy Savage was the champion. Am I wrong? At SummerSlam? Correct. I do not believe that you're wrong. And Davy Boy Smith was just the intercontinental. Baby Boy Davey Smith? Davy Boy. I said Davy. They both The little baby boy. Davy Boy. Point being, all of a sudden, here I am at the Survivor Series. My attachment to Bret Hart being the champion is nil. And my attachment to Shawn Michaels is like, what the fuck is going on? So, like, if I'm just, you're just plopping yeah. me in from one and to the next. And if you were a fan of his, like, I you just don't fucking care. hate him at this point. Because yeah. you're like, you destroyed my favorite. Because so many people love the Rockers. Like, I remember the Rockers. Like, yeah. I, I didn't watch the pay-per-views back then. But I remember liking the Rockers and thinking they were cool. And, like, like people fucking hated him. Like, that, like, that barbershop huh. incident was no joke for people. And... Huh. You're right. Bret Hart lost the icy strap to at Davey the Boy. last pay per view, right. and now he's defending the, right. the big so strap. So there's there's just no yeah, it's a lot. Um, but this match was a good match. Good match. I'm gonna give the match myself. I'm gonna give the match an eight. I'm gonna give it a nine. I okay. It was really good. Take that. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. The match because the match is enjoyable. If it, if... I was gonna say is that both these guys are really good at putting other people, like making other people look really good. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And yeah. they don't have to make each other look good because no. they both do already looks like they're already both really good, right? So right. it's like they just play off each other's strengths and they both do it really well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I thought this match was great. I mean. It's kind of like the little brother to the Iron Man match that we'll get in a few years that mm-hmm. you hate. I liked, but I can understand that it is slow in the middle. And this just cuts out a lot of that fat. Like, right, a lot when, of that. When just... we get to the Iron Man match, I know a lot of people really love. And again, I'm going to try to give it a more subjective rewatch when I watch it. But the main thing that I take away of why I didn't like it is just how it plays out in terms of the falls and stuff. That's what annoys me. Not the actual work or anything like that. So I'm going to try to rewatch it and see if I could see any sort of additional suspense or something like that going forward. But 
That's all I got to say about that, as my man Forrest would Gen say. Gen A. You don't even want to talk about Santa Claus. Well, we didn't get to who wins. Brett wins. Well, you said it's like With the you. shooter. Yeah. And every single time you say, look at Santa Claus, because Santa Claus comes out at the end. And it starts snowing in the stadium. And it's wonderful. And it's time. It's that time of year. You're having, you're finishing your Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> You've immediately put it all away and you're getting Christmas decorations out. He puts out. a Santa heart on Brett. There's snow coming down. It's wonderful. And that's it. That wraps our Survivor Series. Yeah. I think in the future, we may have to have more debate. Okay. But for now, I think it's pretty clear the best match. There's not much of debate. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. not much here. Here. The best match, I think is clear champ on champ champ on champ i think the best i mean you could look we what we have to do is look at our we have ratings right we but have not to go even, by the ratings but it wouldn't even be ratings because like even if i wanted to try to do something of uh, you know whatever it's just it's not even close it's not there's no there's you, nothing if i if i wanted that. to make an argument about the flare match or whatever i could try but it's just not worth it. It's not as good. It's just not. It's because just not as it's good. It is a good match. This is an exceptionally good match. So you can. I'm going to give the winner of the pay-per-view and best dressed and everything else to Mr. Perfect. Myself. The reason why is because he's back. Pretty simple. He yeah. wins. Yeah, I know. Because I Brad already has the title. So it's not, this isn't something new. But we didn't even really talk about what he was wearing. And I do also agree that he's best dressed. And he wins the pay-per-view. But he's wearing a singlet that on the back has like the bedazzled Mr. Perfect logo. And it's, I've never seen him wear that other than this. It's like the jacket he wears that says Mr. Perfect in the back. But it's like a black singlet. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen him wear that. Like I just have seen him wear normal singlets. So I was like, that's really cool. Um, So I agree. Anything else you want to add? Um, Who do you think lost? The loser of this pay-per-view can and will only be nails <laughs> and we'll break that down more on the next superstars i'm sure but is it, can it only or be is nails. it virgil no it's nails yeah yeah i agree it's, it's nails it has to has to be nails because nails is so angry about all of this that he ends up also losing his job <laughs> so it's nails let's just run down um <laughs> let's run down the order of obviously champ on champ match mm-hmm. heart michaels number one mm-hmm. number two is our tag team Macho Man, Mr. Perfect, yep. Ric Flair, Razor. Okay, so that's one, two. And then if I'm looking at our ratings here, which then we drop right down to, I think, five is the highest other than that. Um, oh. 5.5, and that's Money, Inc., and the Nasties and the Natties. The closest to a Survivor Series. With the Bevs. You know, yeah. The closest to a Survivor Series. The closest match to a Survivor Series match. We get that. Then we get Yokozuna, Virgil. Then we have High Energy and... Because um, that shows you what we got. Head yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. The Tatanka, Rick Martel. Mm-hmm. Tied with Undertaker... Kamala, but I'm going to tell you I think that's bullshit because I think Rick Mortel Tatanka match leaves and bounds better than the Undertaker Kamala It's match. a better match. But it's, it's just, it's no, just no, no. the gimmicks that go along with the Taker think, match. Think about this, though. It's a better match. But the, the, the Undertaker match is five minutes. 
there's more hype going into that match than there is Tatanka Rick Martel, right? Because you like The Undertaker. The crowd probably goes wild. The, wild they want to see him. Then he fucking destroys Kamala and then puts him in a coffin and horrifies you and leaves. So that's it's actually... I would say that that match, the gimmick, the whole thing, actually scores higher than the Tatanka Martel. Like, what would I rather see in person? Like, what the fuck uh. is this? He just, he, just, he just put that... He put that man in a coffin and then nailed it shut. What the fuck am I watching? A coffin that's painted like the man's body. Yeah, like what am I watching? Uh, a custom made coffin. All right, so, so I'll accept that they're tied. I'll just yeah. We can just just leave it there. We can argue that eternally. Um, yeah. and then coming in last, Big Boss Man nails that a big three out of ten, which I think is generous. And again, I'm gonna go ahead and give my loser to nails. I think this is all pretty generous, honestly. I think the Hart Michaels match could have been bumped up a little higher. Maybe our second match with Razor could be bumped up a little higher. Everything else, I feel like the ratings we, we gave basically were like a four point. You give like a four point two five, right? For the heart, Michael. No, I'm match. just saying. Yeah. No, I'm saying those two matches. I feel like we could argue that they're a little better than we've given them the grades for. They only seen... everything else. I think we have ranked a little higher than they should be. Right That's now, all I'm saying. Right now, I'm just saying this. Right now, I'm saying this. You got to rank what's in front of you. If you want to put this into our ultimate year card, based on the length of time, like I'm going to put in the Brett match because he's the champion, champion on champion. So that gets into my end of the year mixtape. That does get in my mixtape. I do not think the, a 15 minute Hello, Mr. Perfect makes it in. Mm-hmm. I, I want it, it to make it in. But, and I may find a way to sweep it in. You know, start, I have a start the thing. But I don't know if it makes it. So I'm just a, saying, just keep a, that in mind. Like that's what we're dealing with. I have a question about your mixtape. Sure. Are you going to allow doubles, like more than one Brett match, more than one Ric Flair match? The tape is two hours long. It's a Coliseum home video, never before released video. And I am going to actually, on my tape, make sure that I plan out the time so the time's right. And then I'm going to give you a name of the tape. So I'm going to tell you what it is. So I could have, I could end up having only Shawn Michaels matches and then it would be Shawn Michaels Mega Mix Volume Two. That'd you know? be a nice tape. You know the 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 ninety two uh you know the ninety two edition or I may I you know I may have just only championship matches. I don't know what it's going to be because because okay. there, there's a another match I know the Roddy Piper Bret Hart match is going to be on there. I think these Coliseum videos are two hours. Are they two hours or three hours? Two, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, no, I can tell you for a fact. Depends on what, what that I Roddy Piper Bret Hart match is going to be on there. But. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Depends on what I. Uh, it'll be do. fun to figure those out, but uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think we've kind of like fun, uh, my lady. That's 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 a preview. That's coming in like three weeks. Oh my god! The mixtape. Three more episodes before the end of the year mixtape. Think about it. I can't believe it. it. Happens that fast. Just like can't any- believe it. Just like anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Anything can happen in the World Wrestling. Federation. Five years from now, Montreal could be a war. <laughs> Bye. Bye.